This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The long unbeaten run is finally over after a bank holiday blockbuster at Portman Road. Plenty of goals to talk about, though. This is Blue Monday. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty smith and joining me for this, the flagship show, is David Diamond and Richard Woodward. How are you both? Good, thanks, Mikey. Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, obviously a bit of a bank holiday bonanza yesterday at Portman Road, but uh, yeah, just about gotten over all the excitement, I think. Yeah, golf fest, wasn't it? I, and I've golf seen fest. six goals today as well, so... <sighs> Plenty of goal action. More importantly, how are you, Mikey? Yeah. Should we say Mr. Mikey? (laughs) (laughs) How did everything go? Yeah, everything went went brilliantly. Thank you. Yeah, great day. Um, And obviously it was made all the more special by Ipswich being top of the league um, when I got married and when I was on my mini moon as well. Awful word, mini moon. Um, But But it's all changed since you tied the knot. Is it your fault? (laughs) It's, you, it's either yeah. you or Seb turning up to the game. Yes, it's well. Yeah, I mean, I I was at I was at my first game as well um, on oh, Saturday. Wow. So oh. yeah, we'll 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 blame um, we'll blame Seb. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go along with that. <laughs> he usually cops for it, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, poor old Seb. Poor old Seb. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, a live show. Um, Please join us in the comments. Uh, if you want to get a question in, we'll probably read it out later on in the show. Just please put a cue at the start of the question and a question mark at the end. Uh, my eyes aren't what they used to be. As Dave pointed out as when I joined earlier, um, I've aged a few years in a couple of weeks. Um, so help me out here, guys. <laughs> um, but was, yeah, let's, let's, say hello to, let's say hello to some of the viewers that are here. Charlie D. Got Robert here. Dave, Veronica. And um, Michael Warner, we've got people all over Europe as well. Oh, Edward wow. Season in France. 
well, swap. could do this for the next 10 minutes. But instead, let's um, let's get into talking about that Ipswich women's game, Rich, that you enjoy today up in Felixstowe. Another absolute yeah. goal fest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a while to become a goal fest. Uh, it was the FA Women's National League Cup determining round. I mentioned it on the pre-match show. There's this kind of weird concept where essentially you have a, a, a first round and it just, if you win, you go in the good version of the competition, the cup, oh. like the League Cup. If you if you lose, you go in and, and it's a bit like a, a, a plate. plate, the plate competition, or exactly something. right. Yeah. And we were debating whether you win an actual physical plate or not, and <laughs> people had different views on that one. But so it was a bit of a local derby, actually, in terms of determining round games as they go. It was against a league rival in Billericay, a bit of a local derby as well, if you believe that, and a few ex ITFC in the Billericay lineup as well in. Uh, Liv Smith, who we've spoken to on the podcast a while back, and Maddie Biggs, who both left in the summer, uh, rocked up wearing the red of Billericay. And uh, Billericay took the lead twice. We had to come back from behind twice in the pouring down of rain. And we did. And uh, Summer Hughes, big shout out to Summer Hughes, playing an advanced position um, down the left, got two goals. Tasha Thomas got the other one. And Sophie Peskett came off the bench and made a real impact, actually, just to kind of get us over the line, had that extra quality and um, had a bit of a speculative effort that looped over the goalkeeper. But a really gritty performance from a, a rotated team. Mikey, a lot of youngsters involved, two 16-year-olds, I think, in defence. Um, very inexperienced, but pretty level-headed. Uh, could see minutes for the likes of Poppy Soper, recently joined coming in goalkeeper as well. And as I said, golfer Natasha Thomas is really good, get her confidence going ahead of the league. And we're back home at the AGL next Sunday at 2pm for Plymouth Argyle. So do get along if you've, um, you know, football doubleheader again. We had Leeds, Billericay this weekend. We've got Cardiff, Plymouth next weekend. We'd love to get plenty of people at the AGL supporting the women's team who through you know, goal difference missed out on uh, a playoff spot. Um, so we are, yeah, really excited for the season. But uh, yeah, good to get up with wins in League and Cup, Mikey, and momentum building. So um, yeah, yeah, good times and yeah, six goals. Yeah, um, winning winning's a good habit to have, isn't it? And that's one that the, the women's team definitely have at the moment. And it's one that the men's team also had going into the game against Leeds on on Saturday. It was just bad news followed by bad news, wasn't it, at two o'clock with the team news. We'll start with the Ipswich team news. Just just the one headline news, I suppose, uh, Rich. That was Caden Jackson in for George Hurst, who who missed out with a, a minor injury. Uh, would you have would you have gone for Jackson or or Ladapo? I th- I think when we were in the Greyhound with the great and the good, good number in the Greyhound, weren't there, Dave? Wow. I'm trying to remember. Tim was there. West, Paul Westgate was there. We had the Randos there. Benjamin Bloom was there. Uh, no, no, no. Lesser, lesser spotted Benjamin Bloom. We were talking about it, Mikey. We had we had exact that, exactly that debate. And my stance, I think, was I, I'd favour Jackson merely because um, he had such a, an impressive run out against Stoke. I think Ladapo was the right substitute away at QPR for what it's worth last weekend. But I just I think Jackson's merited that start at home pace as well, which comes into you know is really important in a couple of the goals we score. So I, I think I was pretty happy with that choice. I mean, I think there was talk in the pub also. Uh, Burgess might have been a doubt as well, yeah? Yeah, and there was a bit of a debate, obviously, with Dynasty and a question mark, Clark a question mark, whether Brandon Williams, who obviously joined online mm. um, during the week, might actually start as well. So, yeah, there was also a little bit of speculation as to whether that was posturing by McKenna to kind of remind Mark Ashton that, you know, deadline day's looming, mate. Yeah, I need my three or four signings or two or three signings. 
but obviously with Burgess, he came back in and, and that actually was pretty important actually for us. It would have been a bit of a baptism of fire perhaps for Elkham Baggett against that Leeds front four on Saturday. So Burgess, yeah, I mean, the defence didn't cover itself entirely with glory, but it would have, it could have, it might have been worse a little bit if we hadn't had Burgess. I mean, I think what, what brought it home for us at two o'clock when we saw the teams, with Ben was sitting with us and when Ben saw the Leeds team, obviously <laughs> given his championship, extreme championship knowledge he said yeah this is going to be a tough a tough afternoon immediately said well, it's, that um, it's it's actually more premier league knowledge really isn't it dave yeah. um, well it, well i give no absolutely good point no fair point yeah it's actually it's more you're, you're right it's more premier yeah i mean what was it uh, 80 million pounds worth of, on show there just about yeah. mm. so it was a, a 4-2-4 pretty much wasn't it from <laughs> leeds uh Melier in goal ailing Roden strike um, Byram across the back four. Then it was it was young Archie Gray and Ampadu in the middle, oh, good centre mid pairing, and then just that front four of Nonto, Italy international, Sinistera, uh, Russa, who's never scored, and then uh, of course Piro <laughs> making his debut after signing um, from Swansea just in time to face us. Oh, um, the international but, appearance landed, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But you're still looking forward to the game, aren't you? And, and looking forward to seeing how the likes of Leif Davis and Harry Clark can can stand up to that front four, front four right? Yeah, but yeah. Go I, mean, on, I think we were, we're also all fairly pleased that Dan James wasn't involved. Yes, he had an abductor muscle issue, issue everyone. If you haven't figured out what that is, oh, you, go on, yeah. do, yeah, let's do the hands, knees and toes again. Do it, go on. See it. <laughs> Get my David Brent dance. And was it, did I not see that Hurst has also got a similar... Uh, it's an ad- abductor. Oh, well, it's, uh, that's, that's different. Pretty... Difference being... And I don't know. Maybe it man? takes the hips into the body. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so uh, Rich, Rich and Seb oh. are going to talk us through the difference between those two injuries uh, yeah. in the pre-match show ahead <laughs> yeah, of the Cardiff so. game. Uh, yep. this week. Um, yeah. but yeah let's get into the get into the action and despite all of the the fabulous attacking players that Leeds have had in their lineup it was actually us who made the brightest start Dave and we took an early lead yeah we did yeah yeah um I mean the ball was sort of played played across the puffing Burgess plays it left to um left to uh left to Davis obviously wide left and he again Davis as he wants just played Fairly simple ball, really. And Jackson just runs off ailing. I have to admit, I was pretty much bang in line with that. And I must admit, I would not have been surprised to see the Lionos flag go, go up as soon as Jackson gets possession mm. there. But he doesn't. He obviously times he's run extremely well. I mean, ailing starts appealing. His arm's up straight away, isn't it? Um, I am Jackson. Jackson gets beyond ailings. He's sort of wide left pulling in towards the penalty area. It's, if you look back on it, it's not a particularly good ball in, really, is it? He's just no. sort of putting in an area. No one's going to... There's no four. Burns is a, perhaps the closest one up there, and he's virtually on the edge of the box. No one's going to get there. And it's just a bit of rash defending by Roden, isn't it? He just basically... There's no communication there. That might be a theme with our defence in a little while. But um, And um, and basically, Roden just slides in completely wrong foot. Melia, um, Meslier, and the ball just ends up in the far corner. Yeah, scruffy goal, but we'll take it. Absolutely. I, I uh, was sitting up in uh, the lovely Craig Fimbo's seat, which is perched just above you, I yeah, think, David. Good, and I, it yeah, really yeah, did look offside from it where did. I was sat. And, <laughs> and that linesman had already missed a really obvious he, throw in as well, where the ball was he a wasn't up with, out. Well, not just that. I didn't think he was up with play all first half, to be fair, which which was good news. But anyway, I think mm. yeah, most of the decisions is... were going our way. 
if it's yeah. any of the defenders, it's it's Ailing who's possibly a, a very yeah. you know a stretch is the one he's playing him on. We might talk more about Ailing later I think, on, but yeah. I, I think I think if I'm a lead supporter, I'm kind of looking at what's what's Roden doing in, in respect of. I think he's too busy thinking this is offside. I need yeah. to appeal okay. rather than just sticking it straight in the Stay south stand, it. which is what he probably should have done. Cause as you say, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a great cross. No. Um, it's not going to matter a huge, a huge amount in 20 minutes time, but I kind of, I just thought from a Leeds perspective and, and, you know, in terms of the narrative that you're talking about, Mikey, we were, we were hoping that Leeds's defensive issues might be the, the their undoing as respect of their attacking strength, which we obviously knew all too well about. So, that opening kind of gave us a little bit of hope, didn't it? And a little bit of assistance from Leeds, which, yeah, uh, I think has been maybe a little bit of an issue so far this season. Absolutely. And um, the defensive issues switched to the other end of the pitch soon okay. after, didn't they, Rich, as we conceded pretty much straight away. Well, just just don't forget, just after that, literally, what, two minutes after, a minute yeah. after, Davis puts an absolutely ridiculous ball across the box and Burns... Mm. Like, he should take a touch. He should score, really, shouldn't he? Yeah. He's not. He's, he's central mm. position, what, eight, nine yards out? And he, t- he kind of, does he have a heavy touch? He kind of have a heavy touch, doesn't he? Like I think he, he get the ball. Do, do you, th- you were, a, I'm, I'm the opposite end for, for this, Dave, but I wonder whether he thinks he's got more time than he actually yeah, has. Oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, you and I, wants and you to probably set would himself yeah. perfectly, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and maybe you would to be fair to Leeds, maybe for once yesterday you'd put that down to a good bit of defending as well, but I thought Byron was, a, was excellent. It was a definite way. chance, definite yeah. chance that. Yeah. Yeah, and and th- those are the margins, Mikey, you know. Yeah. It, it it kind of neatly dovetails with with the first goal and, and it's worth noting it's probably less so this first goal, but Leeds were so clinical and it's that half a half a split second or half a yard. Yeah that all of their players have that we don't. And let's be honest, this is because they are Premier League or international footballers, not having had four years in League One. You know, I know we've got quality footballers, but let's be honest, I think McKenna alluded, mentioned it in his post-match. You know, these are the kind of games where you figure out the level. And yes, I know that some of the Leeds players might end up going up to, back up to the Premier yeah. League, but right now they're playing for Leeds in the Championship. And yeah, it's it's... I think there's three players who could have stopped this goal, maybe four if you if you want to bring Kladke into it. But it's, yeah, it's Jorginho Ruta who hasn't scored, as you mentioned, 37 million quid he cost them. And it's it's either a really great goal, Mikey, or mm. it's really poor defending from us. It's just a little bit too nice. And I think uh, the conversation I was having with um, the, the, the guy I sit next to in the North Stand was... I would have really loved us to have made it a bit more of a blood and thunder type. I mean, I dragged them down to our level a bit type game, but equally, I think McKenna's obviously got his philosophy and his style and, and is going to try and impose that as well. But I think there's some naive, naive defending, even it, more so for the net, for the latter goals. But I mean, I mean, you just want fair, someone to clatter him, don't you, Dave? Wolford yeah, yeah, probably yeah, the best opportunity. Beast, though. I thought he's a great player. That's a, a really, great goal. Yeah. Absolute beast. Wolford has got to do more there. Wolford has so. got to be stronger there. And we said it at times last year. I think maybe it came out. I seem to remember something about Wolford coming out in the live show. Russell Osman said, I think we conceded one against Cheltenham and he just wasn't just wasn't strong enough. He's got, yeah. I mean, Ruter, to be fair, is a, is a, is a specimen in it. I thought he's an excellent player. Yeah. But um, you've got to do more there. And it's kind mm. of. Morsey's a bit odd there because he's not. Yeah, we really just want to give away the pen. Morsey thinks he's closer to the box, but he like dangles a foot yeah. in and 
and then Burgess is a little bit, maybe a little bit lax. I don't think you can give Halaki a pass. You can't, goal, you can't, you, you can't leave Burgess in that position one on one, can you? Because he, he's, no, not, he's a not big really. Fella. No, he's not, not going to be able to move his feet really, quickly. No. I mean, as, as much as we want to, yeah, I was going to say, as, as, as much as we're, we're going to look for the frailties and the, the stuff that he no, should have done better, it's still it's a great feet. goal. We have yeah, to give and it's a good goal. thing. And it's clinical when it in off the far post. You, yeah. You've got to give Flacky a pass there. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to yeah, cross him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah no. mm. Disappointing, though. So, soft, you'd say, but preventable. But yeah, I think mainly Morfinden's got to be stronger there. Who's up for another post-mortem? Dave, talk us through Leeds' second goal. I can't remember it. Leeds' second goal. Well, Leeds' second goal, I think. Is this the one? Yes, it is. Where Across. Clark, well, yeah, Clark initially volleys the ball back to Haladki. And he doesn't mm. really deal with it. It's an awkward one. It's an awkward bouncing one. And like we've all said, and Hladky, even yesterday, Haladki was good with the ball at his feet. This was a bit of an awkward one. And he sort of goes, he's closed down, I think. And he goes to try and clear it. Doesn't get a good connection. I think Nonto doesn't get beyond Nonto at the edge of the box and it's played across it's played out and it's played back in and I think it's Gray who I thought what a mature player he is for an actor, a kid what a player um, and the ball eventually finds its works its way back across the middle finds its way to Byron and again can Clark do more probably not because Byron just gets a ball out of his feet and he just puts a ball in a great area however indecision there between the leg and someone's again someone's really got to be yeah, uh, decisive there. Be it Davis, be it, I think Davis is guilty of ball watching, and Nonto comes up his shoulder. Could Ladkey come for that and do more? Yes, probably, but yeah, it just finds its way to um, finds its way to um, Nonto. Just it's a prod, prods it in, prod. Uh, uh, a disappointing I, goal though, but you've got to say Byron's ball is in a great say, area, isn't it? Byron's ball makes it, uh, yeah. but we know that Byron is a. Uh, right back playing at left back, and what's he going to do? He's going to yeah. cut in on his right. Yeah, isn't he? he is. So yeah, mm. at source uh, again. Think, can he do more? Yeah, Clark needs I to think set him. Clark's set heart, him heart right, rate was already up here, wasn't it? Because of yeah. what had come before it, the mistake. Yeah, we, it just gone one-one. Sinistera's running him absolutely ragged, and then he's suddenly got a player that wants to cut in and cross. Um, it was a fantastic ball in, but yeah, it was. I'm sorry, but Christian Walton. Is a couple of yards off his line. You for that, he's you? just put you his would, hands up. And you would think it. so. Davis yeah. isn't totally blameless there. I don't think though, because he's certainly ball watching. Yeah, he's, he's so. clocks off, doesn't he? At the far yeah, post. Yeah, he does. He does. He's not. But yeah, I think I think you're right. The majority of blame really has to go with Halecki, probably. I, and I, again, Wolford and Burgess both flat footed when the ball flies in as well. I'm not not blaming them necessarily, no. but no one's attacking the cross, are they, Mikey? Apart from Nonto and. I have to say, I've, I've mentioned him already. I quite like Luke Ailing before Saturday. I thought he was a bit of a piss taker. And that celebration right in front of the North End, <laughs> pointing at him like we give a crap about who he is. He's a great oh, yeah. footballer, but there's a load of pantomime there. And it just reminds everyone how fickle football is. You know, a week ago, he wasn't in the team and everyone was protesting about him. And he's back in and he's he scored. I thought he was great. Um, he's a good. He's obviously a good footballer, but I don't good know why Luke, why Luke Ayling thought he wanted to bring that to our attention because we don't really give a crap. But hey, <laughs> I'm just bitter, bitter Ipswich fan, <laughs> and I'm going to get bitter, Mikey. Oh. Yeah, you're going to get bitterer now, aren't you? Because um, I mean, if the second goal was potentially Ladke a little bit of fault, the third one definitely was. But again, it's poor, poor defending, poor fullback play, isn't it? But Leeds showing their class in the attacking third. Yeah, 
Um, and how much is this goal worth? Sinistero with the shot and Piro with the tap in. <laughs> Two quid that one. I just, I, and, I, and my the mind. 500 goes back. grand of Vladki as well. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a very similar situation to Joe Bellingham at Sunderland, isn't it? Who blazes over. Piro's obviously got to bundle the ball in a little bit there, but. It, I just remind, you know, Hladky's got to be stronger there. He's got to move it wide, wide of the goal or he's got to gobble it up and take it into his body and he does neither. And, you know, there's a, there's, you, you spend a lot of money on forwards for lots of things, but one of them is being brave and being alert and none of, none of our defence is alert to that ball dropping. I think there's maybe a little bit too much trust in Hladky perhaps, but, you know, Piro's off the mark for them. He might score some worldies, but frankly those bread and butter goals are really important. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk about how the game maybe pivots towards half time, but at that point at three, one, you know, other teams might have folded and, and it might be four, one, five, one, even six, one. So we've got to give a lot of credit to, you know, McKenna and the team because, you know, we're going to, we can take in a three, two at half time. but they, there was just these punches that we're not used to. And, you know, having yeah. been the dominant team in league one, we're mm. doing this, to the opposition, it was quite sobering to stand there and just see this happen. Every every little margin, every little moment that Ford leads way, they take it. And that's the difference at championship level. That you know, that you mentioned the Burns chant. There's there's stuff for Luongo, there's stuff I think for Broadhead as well. Other chance for West Burns is in the half as well, which you know, presentable opportunities. And yes, I know I'm comparing a 30 million player with a of half a million pound player, but at championship level, those those are the margins they count and yeah, Piro's already kind of starting to pay back that chunky fee, isn't he? I mean, again, at source this goal, Clark gets sort of caught out with the long crossfield ball. So it's quite a long, high ball, I suppose. And if he if he is correctly positioned, he deals with that, does it? He probably gets his head on it before it even reaches Sinister. Maybe so. Uh, Rando asks, he, always, he says, I don't think Broadhead or Burns helped their fullbacks in that mad nine minutes. Do you think it was That's maybe a case true, of them but, trying to get us up the pitch a little bit? I think so, yeah. I, Good point. Burns is... I'd be interested to get the views from the chat on on Burns because there are some moments, obviously, yesterday where he maybe makes the wrong decision. But actually, him, both him and Davis, actually, less broad, less so Broadhead, I'd say, were really stretching the pitch. You know, we knew that there was certainly down the right, their right-hand side with Ailing, oh. who's getting on a little bit. There's opportunity. And Davis was pinging balls around the side to Jackson, wasn't he? On the right-hand side, Bez, Burns had a lot of space there. And I kind of think if we'd exploited that a little bit more, we might have got more goals in that first half, but it didn't really happen. And to that, to, yeah, to Rando's point, um, yeah, maybe that didn't help us. The lad that came on for Byron was shocking. Oh, well, he's pulled at half time, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he had an absolute shocker. I mean, well, Clark he, was he's... just dropping the balls in. Clark was just dropping the balls in, and Burns was in every single time, two or three times. That's telling for the goal, isn't it? The second, our second. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that 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 substitute happened only a few minutes after their third goal. Um, I, you said that you thought Byron was having a good game, Rich. I, I thought he was struggling with Burns as well, to be honest. And I thought that, like you say, we could have done that diagonal ball more, but you could tell that we were we were definitely trying to get in behind those two Leeds fullbacks. That is definitely their Achilles heel. Um, yep. We regained our composure quite well, I thought, at, at 3-1 between then and the end of the half. Um, that drama guy, um, yeah, didn't didn't help Leeds' um, cause. Um as you mentioned, Rich, there was a string of sort of half chances. Jackson, Luongo and Broadhead all went close. Um, on the stroke of half time, though, Dave, after 
a little bit of a mishap from the aforementioned drama or drama, whatever his I mean, name is. It's a double it's bubble, isn't it? It's, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because he gets the ball given to him wide left and he kind of miscon he's not concentrating, he just miscontrols it. So immediately has to turn back on himself and does the classic, then he he passes it he passes it back blind, really. It's good if you watch if you watch that goal back, it's great anticipation from Jackson because Jackson's already off. When he sees him on the half turn, Jackson's already gone and you know, chasing down Roden. And um yeah, Jackson does brilliantly, gets between Roden, I think it's Roden and um and Makeep Mamelier and um great presence of mind. You know, you think the angle and you think, oh, he's going to have a go. But no, great presence of mind to sort of whip it back in a really good position. And yeah, Broadhead's there on the spot. Yeah, a bit disappointed. Had the keeper saves. The keeper gets a lot on it or a bit of Roden and a bit of the keeper, I think. But um, yeah, squeezes it in and 3-2. Um, yeah, what a time of scoring. You could see immediately the whistle went immediately and the town players are up. They're sprinting off and yeah. and you think, OK, this is exactly what, well, the game needed, but exactly what we needed. Farker doesn't wait for the kickoff. Farker's gone. No, he's gone. gone. Yeah. It's, it's just very quickly, I mean, definite echoes of Derby 1-0 win uh, in the last season. You know, very similar situation where Jackson's mm. presented the ball from a yeah, yeah. no-look back pass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he takes it around the keeper and hits the post, doesn't he? So, you know, we, we've bemoaned maybe some of, you know, Jackson's thought process when he gets into good positions. But, you know, he learns from, you know, situations, obviously, and that pace that we talked about at the start... Yeah, really useful yesterday. And yeah, he's he's involved twice, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's had a really good first half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our colleagues, Joe Fairs, is Joe? Um, he's he's at Disneyland Paris, but he's found time Bonsoir. to watch this Mickey Mouse podcast. Um, he said, <laughs> we looked like we were going one-on-one with them all over the pitch, which which asked a lot of defenders. Thought Burns mm-hmm. ripped the fullbacks, a new one in the first half, but we just couldn't make it count. I think, yeah, we're kind of touched upon all of that, haven't we? But do you think he's maybe got a point there that we... we Maybe could have doubled up on one or two of their attacking players, Dave, in that first half. Yeah, possibly, but you know they were they were very clever, weren't they? I think you said it was sort of four two four, but it was a four four two at times, and there was a lot of good, you know, a lot of good movement. I mean, I was the attack, attacking players aside, I was really impressed with. I mean, Ampadu, who's a seven million pound player, but young Gray in there, I yeah. thought was a great player. Absolutely, mm-hmm. what it's for seventeen. You know, more than held his own really all game against Morsi and Luongo, who have just been steamrolling midfielders, haven't they, for the last, what, six, you know, six months, back half of last season and probably so far this season, certainly against Stoke and the games I've seen. But, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think we already touched on it. It was that and it was the extra quality they've got. Absolutely. I, I, I really enjoyed um, Archie Gray's performance as well. And when I was watching him, I was thinking, oh, I bet Dave is um, really yeah. enjoying watching well, this. Well, Ben told play. me, Ben said, Dave, you'll love this. His left foot plays with his head up, gets it, yeah. receives it. He, he called him like a little meerkat here, there and everywhere. But he'll just, you know, just keep the midfield ticking over. I thought I thought he was better on the day than, um, than Ampadu, actually. Mm, yeah, I agree. I, I was actually watching the game with a Leeds fan and he said... Just watch how often he just pops up with the ball. He's always yeah. in the right position. So it isn't yeah. just like he's obviously a bit of a Rolls Royce on the ball, but he also yeah. just reads the game brilliantly. Yeah, good awareness. Good, the, yeah, just yeah, really good. Apparently, one. there's I mean, what, there's more what, what relatives. Dynasty, what family? Sorry, what a family dynasty he comes from. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, and apparently, Dave, there's more to come. I did an interview with Dan, Dominic Matteo at the back end of last season. He said that there's oh, two yeah. or three. <laughs> what more greys? Yeah, all at Leeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, production lines. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, 
I thought we equipped ourselves pretty well defensively in in the um, early stages of the second half, and it was important that we stayed in the game rather than just going hell to hell for Leopard to try and get that get that third goal. Um, Broadhead had a really good chance. We didn't really didn't really talk about his good chance in the first half, but he had a chance where he cut in from the left, and I really expected him to to score. But Ailing, to be fair, read it pretty well, got across and made a block. Harry Clark then cuts in and bends one. Went a great effort. Went for the spectacular. Oh, that wasn't yeah. um, wasn't a God. bad effort, was it? Superb. Um, Lees is still causing us some problems too. Gladke made a couple of smart saves, and he then did. on seventy three yeah. minutes, McKenna makes a triple sub. Um, and that was quite an important moment in the game. The Dapo replaces Jackson, who I thought had a good game. Hutchison comes on for Broadhead, and Brandon Williams comes on for his debut at right back in the place of Harry Clark. But Rich, his first involvement or real involvement as an Ipswich player wasn't a particularly positive one, was it? Yeah, poor guy. I mean, I, I mentioned the words baptism, baptism of fire earlier. Mm. It really was. And, you know, the last thing you want is Sinistera running at you. And to be fair, it's a really great move, actually. Uh, there's there's question marks over a 50-50 foul. I think it's it's Borsi. Is it Ampadu that he goes for the yeah, head I think with? McKenna, McKenna was a bit... Sort I'm of, not yeah, sure um, about that one. that one. But I think that was 6-1, six, six or one half dozen the other, really. I, I wouldn't, don't see a lot in that, do you? No, I, I agree. <laughs> and and Sinister is just direct when he receives the ball. And and again, this is the kind of goal that you we definitely didn't see in League One, Neville. You know, he's, he's absolutely... You know, f- flying at Williams so, kind of time. I'm, I'm at the opposite so, end, so I'm seeing this from kind yeah. of behind, as it were. And, and Williams, to me, gets in turned inside out twice before Sinistera sets it on his right foot. And the it's finish a little is, bit, yeah, ahead. you're right. It's a little bit more to this goal. Hutchison gets, I think. Oh, he's yeah, he, he's a bit he, soft. Hutchison gets beaten a bit too easily by Shackleton there. The the, yeah. uh, the other sub, and but what a way you got to say, great finish by Sinister, but what a weighted ball from Shackle one is absolutely yeah. perfect, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And yeah, yeah Williams is just caught. He literally is caught cold, isn't he? He's just not up to not up to speed. But great but finish, such a forensic finish. I, I, I'm trying to like pinpoint finish from Sinister. Yeah, yeah, not only is it perfectly in the into the far yeah, corner. No, yeah, again, it's no, it's got no, the no. pace to beat Hladky as well. It's across him, and. Uh, yeah, it just feels to me that that's not the type. That's not a goal that I've seen the, at Portman Road from not an opposition often. team for for quite not a while. Often. I mean, dare I say, even in the Championship days, it's rare to see a player finish that. I'm trying, struggling to think of it. You know, obviously there will have been in, in days gone by, but in dare I say, recent years, dare I say, Nugent esque. But wow, well, uh, I think that's doing him disservice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't. Many, just, I, was, I'm, I'm just thinking sheer weight of goals, not quality, to be fair. How much did we figure no. out we got to goal weighted? No, we I didn't. don't think we ever really did. No, it was a great finish. Yeah, and as you say, Mikey, I think we'd had the momentum, whether we'd had the chances, is probably, yeah, Meslier has, has not had a huge amount of saves to make. There's a few in there, some blocks, there's some shots that go wide, there's quite a few set pieces, there's some corners. But it's at, but you kind of think the the triple sub was there to galvanise us to maybe you know try and get that equaliser and as you mentioned it's just unfortunate timing that Leeds go up the other end straight away and score and and it kind of takes the wind out of our sails doesn't it? It does yeah. Um, Taylor comes on uh, with Harness a little bit later. Chaplin scores a nice consolation goal. Well, I don't, he didn't have a, a a particularly positive game, Chaplin, but. It's good that yeah, he drifted out good. wide a little bit too much. I mean, maybe, maybe that was by design to to exploit the wide areas that we've been talking about. Mm. I kind of I, I, he had a few moments. You know, I'm I'm looking 
at, at, at other players from the North Stand. He gave Young Hutchinson a bit of a bollocking a couple of times, which I thought was a little bit unnecessary, maybe a little bit of frustration on his part. It was yeah. a moment where I think he's trying to do a side foot kind of no look pass into Hutchinson, who's unmarked on the edge of the air, on just inside the area. Oh, yeah. And and it ends up looking more like a shot. And he's kind of giving Hutchinson a bollocking for not reading it or not you know, reacting or what have you, which, you know, he's a young player, Hudson. I think maybe it's not a great day for Chaplin, perhaps, but he then pops up and it's a really great finish, isn't it? You know, low yep. drive, you know, across the keeper into the far corner. And that's now two goals in two matches for Chaplin. I know the narrative of the game is that we've lost, but actually I think that Mikey, that mm. getting that third goal, making it a single goal defeat yeah. is actually really positive overall because I've, you know, a lot, we've, all, all of us have seen town get, blown away by teams and beaten by better players and all that kind of stuff. And we've even seen a lot in the league one of us, us losing to teams shithousing a goal, let's be honest, and, and sitting. <laughs> and, and and I, I sp- it's rare that you kind of sit in, in watching a defeat and thinking, yeah, I'm proud. Uh, you know, obviously we'd have loved to win, love to have got the point, but I can totally understand. I, I understood in the context of our season and where we are as a club that you can't do a huge amount about an 80 million pound, whatever it is, strike mm-hmm. force. And sometimes it, having been promoted, you're going to get schooled by a few teams. And let's be honest, we are not going to face that level of quality every single week in the championship. Yes, no. there is some stuff we need to do better. But again, of all of the coaches in the championship that you'd want right, you know, in charge of our team, it's Kieran McKenna, who we know, you know, learns from issues or mistakes and has plans to deal with stuff. And also narrative wise as well, Mikey, we have a deadline day that all of us are getting a little bit squeaky bum about because there's not enough bodies in the building to borrow a Sebism. And perhaps yesterday, given maybe the, the bench, those, that trio of substitutions didn't really do much. I thought Taylor was okay when he came on. Yeah, had a good Taylor shot, right. didn't Taylor he? Taylor looked okay. And Hutchison as well. Right. But maybe there's just not enough of that depth. If if we are serious about top six, I, I think Saturday kind of confirmed, well, there's, there's the level. You maybe not going to get that level and maybe Leeds will lose a couple of those players anyway but still there's that strength there and and that's what we want to emulate and so more more signings needed yeah I, th- I think you're right I think it was a you know it's important to get that third goal because it's a much fairer I think overall and I'm sure Leeds would agree much fairer reflection perhaps of the game overall and well on the subject of Leeds and their fans all, all, all kudos to them for in, amongst the celebration of their <laughs> yeah. third goal was the minutes applause yeah. for for young Mason that sadly passed away, and I really thought I was looking across and to a man that these fans were observing that, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, well, and and again, you know, we, we talked about it similarly with Stoke. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. Isn't it great to see the away end in the Cobbles? Oh, it's um, fantastic! Completely yeah. full. You know what you're going to get with Leeds fans. Yeah. They travel yeah. up and down the country. Yeah, maybe you need to get a couple more songs, perhaps. But uh, wink, wink, <laughs> Leeds fans. For once, um, I think yeah. I didn't quite hear the Champions of Europe song. I don't think I didn't think I heard that. No, but I think they I generally think, they seem to sing that one, Dave, when they're losing against yes, us. I, I, that's a good point. They do. Yeah, I yeah, think you're I think. Right. Yeah, but the, the um, marching the, um, on together is such a such a unique song, isn't it? Because it is. they they seem yeah. to sing different parts of um of that song, and uh, yeah, they I'm, do. I'm I'm, tr- I'm listening, thinking, oh, what are they singing now? And then it's like, oh no, this is just it's the secret second verse, the, an early bit. <laughs> marching the, on together. Um, I mean, the 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 Ethan Ampadu Agadu is just a dream, isn't it? That's just oh. a, that's just a dream. Yeah. Easy, What's your easy what, easy pick up that one? What did your your dual Leeds mate yeah. uh, feel I coming think out of that? Those Mikey? Leeds fans thoroughly enjoyed themselves, didn't they? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what is as, as Rick said, well, what is your lead for the game that he didn't think that? Go on. There's a bit of a delay. Yeah, he said he, he he didn't expect. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> down down in deep, darkest deep cut. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to rub a few <laughs> sticks together to get the Wi-Fi going again. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he said that he didn't didn't think that it would define Leeds' season before the game. Um, but I think having those attacking players, or actually getting to see those attacking players play together in the championship, okay. I think he was um, licking his lips a little bit for the for what comes over the next few weeks, but probably not expecting to keep all of the attacking players yeah. that they've got. That's the frustrating thing, as someone said on our pod chat, so almost immediately after the game, that it might be a, a, just unfortunate that we'd be the only team that faces that front four. <laughs> Mind you, if one goes, then probably Dan James will come in, so I suppose it balances it out slightly. Or another grey. Or another, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah another one of the grey clan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so go. according to Scott Lightning, who I presume is a, a Leeds wow. fan, there's a young lad called Harry Gray, who's a striker, Messi-esque. And a, and a brother, do we think, um, or a so... cousin, or a, what, a brother? Crikey. Amazing. Yeah, and I th- I've seen someone else say, we've been pretty high on Leeds, haven't we, really? Sinister 100% pass completion yesterday. It's pretty impressive, isn't well, it? Into the back of the One net, of the best yeah. players I've seen at Portman Road. Yeah, he was a handful, <laughs> wasn't he? He was a handful. But, Chris Rand makes a good point. The first 20 minutes was a defensive shambles at both ends where Leeds showed us how to take advantage. The remaining 80 minutes was a deserved 2-1 Ipswich win. Uh, We can be very happy with that. And I think most of us were pretty satisfied walking away. Um, But there there will be, of course, a few questions in this chat about the next few days and that looming transfer window and basically what our aspirations are for the season. Um, Shall we um, hear from our sponsors before we um, before we get into all of that stuff? Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with Mortimer. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Follow. So yeah, there's our flagship show sponsors, Innovation Lab. Please, please hit like uh, on this video and subscribe if you're if you're not already. And Rich, we did have some exciting news a couple, well, about, about a week ago now, wasn't it? You broke the news that we're going to be doing another live show down at Portman Road on the 7th of October. Yeah, maybe a little bit prematurely, given we've got a few details to iron out. Negotiations continue. But yeah, after Preston at home, Saturday, the October the 7th, uh, we are back at Portman Road. Uh, really delighted that the club have let us um, come back and do a live event. The the detail is trying to figure out a start time because obviously we want to get crackered as soon as we can. But as you can imagine, um, there's a football match going on at Portman Road. Can you believe it? That they want to sort out for. So we'll, we'll have to try and figure all of those details out. But yeah, hoping to have some um, some special guests as always, a few giveaways, fun and games. And obviously we'll be chatting about the Preston game too. So uh, hopefully, uh, well, certainly by this time next week, um, and obviously the flagship is here every Sunday at 8pm live on YouTube and on podcasts thereafter. We'll have the full details by then and we'll be sorting out tickets and all that fun stuff. So, And I'm sure we'll be trying to give discounts to um, to our loyal Telegram subscribers um, as another exclusive perk for, for members over there. So if that's not a reason to come and join us, then frigging transfer deadline day chat might be, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Dave, what are your hopes um, hopes for this week? Starting with Reading. Starting with Reading, yeah. Um, you would think perhaps a similar sort of side that we put out against Bristol Rovers with Slicker perhaps in goal. Um, um, and one or two others, perhaps I think Baggett, so Humphreys getting you know getting some game time, Edmondson as well. Um, Ladapo starting, you would think. So, yeah. Um, would have rather been a great if it had been at home. Perhaps it would have got a reasonable sized crowd. There was a pretty decent turnout. Me and, me and Rich were there for the Bristol Rovers game. It was a pretty decent turnout for that. So, yeah, that's the only thing. But, no, get get some, as they say, get some game time in the legs of these players, these squad players, and um, hopefully get through and um, get a big game at home or something. I was just trying to buy some time there, Dave, because I um, realised they didn't have the other results to hand. So... <laughs> <laughs> Here they are from um, this weekend. Uh, Blackburn continue to to amaze. They won uh, one nil away um, at Watford today. Um, any other results jumping out at you there, guys? Rich, um, Birmingham, uh, Plymouth again losing late goals, but Birmingham doing really great stuff as well. Defying the odds. I mean, obviously the takeover has been massive there, but you wouldn't necessarily have expected them to start so strongly you'd expect it maybe if it, if it slow burn maybe sign a few players in the window as well given their the coffers are swelling there thanks to tom brady but yeah good win there i think a bit of a late win as i said um and plymouth yeah struggling a little bit perhaps as are uh the other fellow promoted team dave do you know 
a goal from Barry yeah. Bannon. Did you see still, that? Still, still pointless. I think went down to it was a ninety eighth minute penalty yesterday. I think so. Yeah, that's that's got to be a tough one. That's got to be a tough one to take. Um, yeah, Middlesbrough. Especially, Middlesbrough wow. started very very poorly, haven't they? Um, I think they've just got the one point. Um, I guess we have to mention those up the um, well, those up the road. It was a yeah. A, Are we a worried about win, that? Albeit. May have lost the sergeant from yeah ankle injury. Up a sort of fairly serious ankle injury, so that's bad luck for him. But yeah, that rogue looks good, doesn't he? I mean, it's worth noting that Huddersfield gifted them at least two. They of did, yeah. Points. To be fair, to be to be to be fair, they did. I mean, the other, I mean, the other team that is sort of acquiring players, throwing some, really throwing some money out of Hull, aren't they? Yeah, well, they only drew with Bristol City on Friday I night. Only drew. Uh, worth noting as well, Southampton won again and are yeah. selling players again. Nathan Teller's signing for Leverkusen, La- yeah, isn't he? Mm. It, it'd be weird if they don't buy anyone in the next few days, wouldn't it? But Southampton <laughs> are still winning with that, despite selling loads of players. And Adam Armstrong scored a, a really lovely goal, actually, oh, with a nice did. finish mm. yeah. from the edge of the area there. But yeah, they're the I mean, yeah, Leicester. The, 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 right. the other surprise team is Preston in the top six. Yeah. having I, Did you watch the pre-season game against Preston. Yeah, they weren't very good. <laughs> they looked great, did it? But I guess that's pre-season. Let's not read too much into it, maybe. No. But yeah, there you go. So yeah, as you, as you mentioned, Preston fifth, just one place above above us. We dropped all the way down to sixth. Um, well, hopefully we'll stay for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but we'll Take see, it. won't we? Yeah. West um, Brom won again as well. But yeah. Yeah. West Brom looking pretty good. Um, all we of play these, Southampton um, away soon, don't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Worth noting that all of these... Um, parachute teams from last season, maybe Watford aside, uh, starting to get their act together. West Brom, um, Norwich in there, aren't they? Um, and then you've got the, the yeah, I think Leeds are, I think they're currently 12th of their Leeds, maybe 13th because of Blackburn and moving up. Um, Leeds won't stay where they are either. So it's, uh, it's going to start getting really tight there. And I think what we just need to do is stick around, don't we? We've got some some positive looking fixtures in terms of opposition. You don't want to read too much, obviously into teams who are struggling in August, but yeah, you want to make hay while the sun shines and hang around as long as we can, don't we? Yeah. A good start. I think we'd all, again, yeah, after one month in. we would all take nine points at this stage, wouldn't we? Perhaps we'd have thought the results may have been slight, well, maybe not slightly the other way around, maybe not, but yeah, I think we'd comfortably take that given Sunderland away, leads at home, etc. I like this uh, from Woody Wood. Huddersfield, terrible. Making the budgies looking world class. Look forward to the December tie. Yeah. <laughs> Still a long long way off that game, isn't it? Um, probably a good thing with the, the the type of form that Norwich are in at the moment. Yeah, well, they, um, so they're at the top of their form at the moment, Mikey. So they'll drop off during October, November, sack Wagner, and then there new manager bounce for December. That's how it's going to go. New manager bounce, of course, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into some of these questions then. Charlie D, Ian Westlake Ooh. dropping the subtle news of a third kit on the way, Rich. I know this one will have um, piqued your interest, shall we say? Yeah, I haven't heard the, the exact words. Um, so I, maybe noting that negotiations are ongoing for our live event at Port Road, maybe I won't say too much about that, but I'd be surprised if we didn't have a third kit. And yeah. I suspect it will be a banger, won't it? And it will sell loads and might have Ed Sheeran design flair. If, it, if there is a third kit indeed, I mm. don't know anything about it. But yes, mm. we shall see. Jacob Curtis says we're going to be in a relegation Ooh. scrap. Is it, don't know if you're, are a... you a town fan, Jacob? I don't see it. Maybe I'm a Rotherham fan in the, in the chat. Wishful um, thinking by someone else. But yeah, I think so. I, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah. No. I, 
I'm struggling a little <laughs> bit here, Mikey. Because yeah, I'm not sure we need to read too much that, that one. But the the key thing really is what we do next week, isn't it? You know, your your first defeat, and a lot of us have kind of said when that kind of disappointment you know comes, how do we respond? You know, Cardiff obviously won at the weekend again, mitigating circumstances. Perhaps it sounded like they were unfortunate to lose to Leicester, yeah. but we're back at home and you know you reset i think you take the positives out of leads you learn from your mistakes and you know if we beat cardiff then it's back you know all yeah you know but momentum's back isn't it so that's what you need to do michael warner says he thinks that we miss jd he's covering across the back line he's calmness under pressure do you think is that maybe a little bit of hindsight because a little bit of hindsight i think but i wouldn't necessarily at totally... times against pace this year I wouldn't necessarily totally disagree with that. He's not not necessarily one to one up against pace, but yeah, his sort of awareness at covering covering across the back line. Yeah, I think he's perhaps got a got a point there. In fact, my lad Kieran, who I went with yesterday, said exactly the same thing. He said, "Yeah, this is a game." When he saw it, he said, "Perhaps this is a game where where we are missing Danassin defensively." I I think he gets mm. ripped a new one by Sinistera for the fourth goal if you swap him with Williams or Clark or whoever. But I think maybe he I isn't. Good. Not, not if he's played. Not if he's played the whole game and he's up to speed with the game. I, I still I still think on pace he would have struggled. But what I would say that going for him is he's not one to sit off and respect is, is exactly opposite right. marker. So he might have you know the situation might have played out differently. But I think yeah, the, issue with, the, the issue position. with that fourth goal is 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 how quick and pacey Sinistera was. I don't. I, Clark at his best is probably the only player that maybe keeps up with him. Uh, yeah, but then you put, then it's, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because we said it before, you question, you know, we said Williams was cold for that goal. You question his positioning on the goal. And it was a slide rule. It was a slide rule pass as well, to be fair. So, yeah, I, I can see, I, I totally see where Mike's, Michael's yeah. coming from there, definitely. I'm just being yes, contrarian. Hmm. <laughs> Never change, Rich. <laughs> Jules says, now I'm married, uh, my handicap will go up. Um, playing in a stroke play competition tomorrow, so I'll soon find out, won't I? Michael Ooh. Brown, I don't know, if the, don't know if this is former Leeds midfielder Michael Brown. Um, yeah, he so. said um, he would have been happy with a point before the match, given our form in the league. Uh, given the Ipswich performance, we wouldn't be surprised if Ipswich having a very good season. Thank you, Michael. Um, we hope you're right. Um, and we're glad we're not going to be facing that front four every week and hopefully we won't have to face it again um <laughs> rob hughes says went from the best possible time to face leeds to maybe the worst time half that front four might be gone by next week yeah it's like it's likely they're going to lose at least one of them isn't it um yeah so. yeah it's funny how quick football changes in a few days isn't it we were on the pre-match show mm-hmm. non-turn sinister had just been welcomed back into the fold literally hadn't they and piro we were speculating that it might happen and then suddenly it, it turns around, doesn't it? And you have to say fair play to Farker. We didn't really talk about the team selection. There was a lot of debate in the grey uncertainty that you'd, you'd, you wouldn't want to send a message to the squad that you can throw your toys out of the frame if that's... I, I think maybe it was more Nonto than Sinistera and get straight back in the team. So maybe you bench them and bring them on to make the impact. So fair play. He's obviously realised it's much better to have them on the pitch and <laughs> it's worked for him, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 Leeds fan who I was with was um, suggesting that maybe Daniel James's injury wasn't as serious as as was being made out, and it was maybe an excuse to be able to bring Nonto in without it mm, looking without it looking so bad. Conspiracy. 
<laughs> Here's a question from Charlie Delta. Do you think the result may be good for McKenna in terms of transfers <clears throat> and being supported more by the owners? I guess if we brush Leeds aside uh, on Saturday afternoon, uh, the owners would be saying, well, what else what, do you why? need? Yeah, exactly. What else do you need? No, good point. I think a good point, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, very good point. I think, as I mentioned, the, the, the subs' lack of impact, possibly, particularly, I, I feel really bad doing it but I don't think Ladapo gave us a huge amount as a focal no, point up no, front and you know without we, Hurst obviously as well yeah. if if Jackson had got injured or if Jackson gets injured you know we're in a real bind there you know you look at West Brom and I think I'm trying to remember uh, Jamie was it McAteer for Leicester scored two of their goals you know he's he's mm-hmm. come through there he's just been blooded from their academy he's he's got a brace on the weekend who we don't really have anyone waiting in the wings in the academy, I think who can come on and make an impact. So, I think, I think, kind of that decides it for me that we we desperately need at least one forward, maybe a forward who can play in different positions. And yeah, yeah. and the, the doubt to Burgess as well probably would have, yeah, as I said, maybe worried us a little bit too. Hurst was a miss yesterday, wasn't he? That yeah. focal point up front, he was he yeah. was definitely a miss. Yeah. Hurst is the type of strike that can cause problems for anyone, isn't he? Because he's sort of, he's he's an all rounder. Yeah, he's he's the big man that runs and runs and runs, and he's got yeah. pace as well, and and he's a, obviously a goal threat as well. Yeah, um, big big fan of his. I think most of us are. Joe Fares, will we know what the ambitions mm-hmm. are for the season yeah. by the end of this week? Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. The trouble is, we're, well, we're in I'll, I'll, with... I'll, I'll spin it slightly differently. Then, what if if we don't sign anyone this week and we don't sell anyone? Where do you think we'll finish, Dave? I still think that's. I still think that side's more than comfortable. The squad's more than comfortable in this league to finish certainly mid table. No yeah. doubt. I've got no doubt. No doubt about mm. that. Um, with so a, then couple, a couple of with a couple signings. more. In, I think. So, sorry, Mikey. With some signings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd say yeah, in and around it potentially in and around, but. Yeah, you know, the teams, are, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because you played these teams at the start of the season. I think we all said Sunderland is still in transition. No Ross Stewart, for, for, you know, for instance. Stoke, perhaps a bit the same. You know, QPR, perhaps a little bit of a, a little bit of a mess. Um, and obviously, you know, and obviously, obviously Leeds, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's difficult. But I think, yeah, with the, with the squad we've got now, I think mid-table with a couple more additions. Um, yeah. But you know, what about certainly in, certainly in and around? I'm not, certainly not saying top two or three because let's face it, on paper, this should it should be Southampton, Leicester, and, and Leeds. For goodness sake, it always should be. Um, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be aiming that aiming. You know, and I'm sure I'm sure the owners seeing you know looking at what we've got would certainly think that think the same. A couple of injuries though, Dave. Doesn't that change things? Yeah, yes, yes, it does. But I mean, you know, there's still players there that that really aren't getting a, that aren't getting an opportunity. Like, so if if no one like, goes, yeah. so so Edwards is still around the squad. Then if nobody mm-hmm. goes, Edwards is still there. Edmondson's still there. So there is a there is a squad there. But I, yeah, I think even, yeah, I'd still say mid table. Cool, and I think most of us most of us would be happy with that anyway, wouldn't we? Um, Michael Warner, do you think Jackson's movement in the box is it's just not good enough to be a natural goal scorer. I, I'll, I'll probably jump in here and answer. I think that we kind of, kind of know what we're going to get with Jackson now, and he's one of those players that now he's under the instructions of McKenna of exactly what he wants from him. He's 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 acting out that role quite well. 
but he's never going to be a a back to goal player. Well, he's n- he's probably never going to score loads of goals. He's he's not a natural finisher either, but he does cause problems. So he's a good player to have off the bench, and now and again when we make a tactical tweak from the start as well. And goal scorers tend to play that old cliche between the posts, and he doesn't, does he? Yeah, he's comfortable. He's comfortable no. left. He's comfortable, and right. that would be a bit of a waste of his waste of yeah. his talents as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he's he's created two goals. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah. what more do you want apart from him to score? And I get, but I, I to Michael's question, I, I I get that we're playing him as the lone front man, but we know that in a McKenna team, actually the number tens in terms of the goals are probably more important. Connor Chaplin, our leading scorer last season, wasn't he? I know Freddie gets twenty goals um, in all comps, but. A lot of them are kind of bundled in tappings that you know you just need to be in the right place at the right time, and maybe Jackson can learn that. But Jackson's in- instincts as a as a kind of a wide attacker, I think, are really really useful, as Dave said. So I think he's he's doing exactly what McKenna wants him to do. He loves him. He clearly loves him. Then he clearly, yeah. absolutely, you know, he's attitude and everything. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Rob Hughes says I'd hope Stoke are more indicative of the average standard in the Championship than Leeds. If so, we've nothing to worry about. Um, I think that probably chimes with a lot of what you said on the pre-match show as well, Rich. Yeah, interesting. Face teams like this every week. Yeah, and, and worth just drawing attention to Stoke as well, who lost to Millwall as well. So Stoke very much a home and away team. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of the teams at this level are going to have flaws in their teams because they've just not got the money of the parachute teams or the newly relegated teams. You know, it's so. Uh, you know, we're not going to play the, the likes of Leeds, and we have, you know, we have to give them a lot of credit. I know that we we look at ourselves a lot here, um, quite rightly, because this is an Ipswich Town podcast. But you have to give credit, and you know, as much as we don't like to give credit to ex Norwich managers, I think Farker kind of got it right as well. But there's not going to be Daniel Farker, and there's not going to be Sinister and Nonto Piro at uh, mm. Cardiff, and you know, Sheffield Wednesday are there. So, you know, as as with. No. Yeah, as with you know, League One, you kind of the league table kind of tells the story after a few months. I think we'll figure out that where we are and where we stand. And I'm pretty certain, as Dave said, it will be mid table and maybe a little bit higher. And 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 again, then you rely on McKenna and his skills as a coach and his backroom team. You know, bringing out the best in the likes of Burns. If we haven't got in Raksaki um, on Friday, then mm. you've got to train mm. Burns to be more clinical and more incisive. And when he gets in those good positions to find a blue shirt, you know, that's coaching, that's training. And McKenna seems up for that as well. Yeah. Well up yep. for it. Becchio's bulge. There's a lot of uh, Leeds fans in the chat. <laughs> oh. um, like th- this name um, jumped out at me. Uh, he was really impl- impressed by us yesterday. Very good, well-coached side. And he thinks we'll be top six this year. Very kind of you to say. Interested to hear our thoughts on Leeds and and their chances this year. I think it. We, we've, we've already covered that, really, haven't we? That we fully expect them to be up there yeah. challenging for automatic promotion. And if they can keep that, keep three of that front front four rich, what what do you think? Yeah. Central I, champions? I mean, potentially so. But if, if we're going to be critical about Leeds, the, certainly the two goals they conceded in the first half against us oh. were pretty, pretty poor, weren't they? I know mm. I've mentioned him. This is the hat-trick ball for Luke Ayling of mentions. Um, but clearly, I think they wanted Max Aarons, didn't they, to, to maybe take his spot. And I think someone else, maybe another Leeds fan's mentioned that, you know, Ayling's getting on a bit. I, he did a job. He had a very different job on Saturday, which is, you know, blocking and getting stuff in and being a bit of a nuisance and winding the crowd up and all that kind of stuff, which is important when you're the away team. But I think maybe a little bit of that defensive cohesion was missing, a little bit of communication, a little bit of pace. And, you know, if you if they sort that out, 
then they'll walk they'll waltz it. It'll be crazy. But yeah, just on the basis of outscoring the opposition with that front line, Mikey, yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. And they'll be they'll be good yeah. to watch, that's for sure. They're entertaining, really won't it, Dave? Yeah. Watch, yeah, because at the back they were shambles, frankly. They were just as bad as us <laughs> in the first And no time. one's gonna want to go yeah. to Ellen Road, are they? No, no, no. But as we said, they were just that bit more had more quality, um more quality across the front line and just just that bit more clinical. I wager that won't be their last 4-3 of the season. <laughs> no, no, that'd be great to watch. <laughs> Norwich, probably, yeah. That'll be 4-3 against Norwich right now. <laughs> uh, here we go. There's a little bit of transfer tittle-tattle. Um, Lucas says, when the Leeds third goal went in, Mark Ashton spoke to Tom Ball, town's CFO, and then headed out of the stand on his phone, presumed to <laughs> up and off a, sure. on a Premier League striker. That would be <laughs> Not nice. Not a goalkeeper, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you think? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, do you want a gin and tonic? I'll set them up. <laughs> Get the cooking oil out. Get cooking oil yeah, out. Boys. Cooking oil out. Yeah. Fire up the Kuwait. Um. Right. You're gonna have a look. See if there's any more questions down here now. There's just so much on on Leeds in this chat. Thought Leeds were good, but their chances very much depend on which of their strikers they can hold on to. Yeah. We were the better team yesterday. There, better individuals. I mean, the stats suggest, Mikey, that allowed, I don't know. there's some possession stats in the XG, which is obviously the real quiz, not the blooming scoreline, would suggest that we were the better team. But I think... Uh, yeah, yeah, but the it thing was the one that, that we were 3-1 behind. Yeah. yeah, we were behind for so long, they didn't need to... That was a thought that came to mind as well. If, if yeah, if it had been 1-0 at half time, what would have... Farker done at half time. You know, he was brutal enough to <clears throat> to, to sub the, the the left back, didn't he? Who made the mistake? Who came on as a sub for Ailing? Mm. So I'd imagine he would have. You know, if if it had been a very different game, I wonder whether Leeds would have upped it. But they didn't need to. To you know, as you say, Mikey, um, and that and at this level, they've got a lot of cheat code players that can kind of coast through games and take the chances when they li- arrive and give the you know rope a dope maybe with some other teams and let them feel like they've got the dominance and then hit them for a fourth goal on the break. You know, isn't that great? And to be fair, that's what we used. We did a bit of that in League One as well. We know what that's like. Mm. Mm. Uh, Eric Clapton, Evans to stay or go. Um, Presumably means Lee Evans and not Marcus Evans's little percentage that he still has. (laughs) (laughs) Evans will will probably captain the side on Tuesday, won't he? Yeah, you'd think so. An interesting one, that, because we haven't, um, I personally haven't heard any whispers about anyone being certainly in for for Lee Evans, which is kind of a surprise. He's a good footballer, isn't he? He's a lovely, lovely, lovely player, but just at this moment in time, just doesn't fit doesn't fit with us at this moment in time, does he? So, again, another one of these players wouldn't be surprised to see him, wouldn't be surprised to see him go. However, if he stays, okay, he isn't a Morsi or a Luonga, where, where, you know, a central. To or even a Humphrey central to at the moment cover, but um, yeah, he's more than experienced enough to come in and play, isn't he? So, yeah, but yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he if he moved on. Another priority though, Dave, is keeping what we have as well. I yeah, thought. of course. You ever mentioned yeah. Leaf Davis, who I thought yeah. was excellent, obviously motivated against his old team to do yeah, to I mean, try and do well. Take something for him to go, wouldn't it? it yeah, really but you, but you get teams who are, are panicking, you know, yeah. and, and suddenly yeah. there's money sloshing around the likes of Southampton, and um, yeah, you know, it, so a, a great window for us, for me, Mikey is at least one forward, a centre back, keeping most and of keeping everyone else, and you know, as you say, the fringe players like Lee Evans, like Carl Edwards, you know, you wouldn't begrudge him like Greg Lee. 
um, finding permanent football somewhere else. Oh, fair play to Greg Lee as well. Yeah, yeah no, that was yeah, yeah. He's found a good home there. You like to think they're, they're top, aren't they? Yeah, flying high, Actually, aren't played, they? Yeah. He played. I didn't even notice if he played yesterday, did he? Didn't Not notice. Sure. No. But um, sure. yeah, no, he's got. He's found a. He's found a good home, and yeah, clearly well, clearly well liked and well loved at at, at Portman Road. Right, Rich. Before we go, let's do a mini pre-match show for Reading. Who, who, who's in your starting eleven on Tuesday night at the, at the Leasing dot com Stadium, or whatever it's called? Yeah, it's, me. yeah. See, it's going um, to be the Shawnee Luco show, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's the worst well, Luco Derby, isn't it? Oh yeah, like his old club. Yeah, it'd be good to see him feature. It'd be good, you know, I always feel really bad when I come on and slate players because hopefully it's constructive and it's it's what I see and I'm not an expert let's be honest I'm just a support like everyone else but I'd love Freddie to score I love Freddie to start and to score it would be yeah. really helpful particularly if if we've got targets that don't come off then he's our number nine so we need to get behind him and support him it'd be just great if he just got off the market got a couple you know even if they go off his ass you know what I mean just score mm-hmm. I think that would be a really big outcome if we can get that out of Wednesday but minutes for the likes of Taylor um, who came off the bench and looks right. I'd expect Brandon Williams maybe to start, probably at left yeah. back as well. Um, yeah, I think that'd be good, although there's question marks over who would play on the right, perhaps. Edmondson minutes for him. Uh, we mentioned Evans, etc. I'd, I'd quite like to see Hutchinson get some minutes as well. I you thought he, he would, yeah. He had a good effort, didn't he? A, kind of a volley into the ground, late second half, won a couple of calls. Yeah, he was lively. Like he was all right, um, yeah. So I'd like to see him get some minutes as well. But yeah, it'd be good to progress, wouldn't it, Mikey? Because it'd be good to, you know, give the second string those competitive minutes. Now we don't have the pizza cup. Ooh. And we might get a home tie against someone half decent, which is always good, you know, good money spinner as well. So that'd be good. And and great away following as always. And good luck with your logistics getting away from the stadium after the match. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rich. I don't know if that's aimed at everyone else or, or just aimed me. At everyone. Thanks, no, thanks anyway. I've, I've been waiting <laughs> in the bus. Give me someone a lift home. If you're giving someone a lift yeah. home from Reading, don't don't take them up and they're off. Don't when if I ask you to drop them in Reading Town Centre at the station, don't do it. <laughs> anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> Funnily enough, I'm um I'm picking up my wife from Reading Station later, Art. She's been at Reading Festival today, so I've got that to look forward to tonight. Um, okay, well, that'll be okay. Uh, Rich, uh, you'll you'll talk about that Reading game in your pre-match show. Is that uh, that's going to be with Seb looking ahead to the Cardiff game later on this week? Yeah, so we, we'll probably make a decision on what on on shows tomorrow. As I mentioned on the pre-match show, I'm not I'm no Jim White. Um, I will not be getting the yellow tie out and welcoming deadline day with, with open arms. I think it's a preposterous waste of time and it's only good for Sky and it's only good for agents. But hey-ho, if you love deadline day, then fill your boots, you know. Um, but so we might do pre-match live on Friday because that's deadline day actual, isn't it? Deadline day. So it might be that there's a bit of a gap midweek. We might do a Reading reaction. If, if we win 6-0 or if we've mm. signed someone, we might just do a midweek reaction show. Otherwise, nice. I think we might do some pre-recorded stuff. We've got maybe some, we did a Defender Targets. Um, our mate Jacob Howley's doing a few bits and pieces with us. Um, he's got some striker targets. We might do a bit of a pre-recorded video for that. But we'll, if you keep an eye on our socials and on, on our website, we generally put a planner for the shows ahead. We'll, um, we'll let you know what we're doing. Oh, there you go. Advert. Yeah. And we'll tell you if it's on Telegram as well. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Check out the merch store as well. It's all on our website, um, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Um, please give us a like on YouTube, um, as I said earlier. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Um, Got a super chat, Mikey. Thank oh, you to Wow, super chat. Didn't see that. Um, I'm not sure if he's being polite <laughs> about us, though. <laughs> Who's the biggest goat? 
a goat. Is that a goat? I think that's a goat. Oh, is it a goat? I think so. Yeah. I'm sure. That, I think he's being lovely. Be, um, I, I think he's. Bits oh, is always very nice about me. Um, although he might be comparing my Wi-Fi connection to to a farmyard or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that, Bits. Um, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Um, as always. Um, Dave, I'll give you the final word as after our, after one of the longest winning uh, unbeaten runs of our Ipswich Town sporting. Yeah, lives. not to not to be, you know, just take the positives from it. Take the positives from yesterday, of which there were many, and um, here's to three points at home to Cardiff on Saturday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.